0: all sense of reality, and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation.
1: Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 307. I'm wow. one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Brrah, brrah. I actually did it. Uh, this is the we're Tuesday after PAX. Yesterday, at Monday's GameSkew panel, Brian, I mm-hmm. rolled my R's. You did. I did. They made me, in the very beginning, I said, wap, wap for you. Or, no, somebody else said it in the, before the show started. I yelled at them from the uh, from into the That's crowd. That's wonderful. Of not to, and so, I wasn't there to hear it. No.
0: Oh, and you're I, like the. It took a
1: while. I'll, I'll practice off stage okay. for you some more. That's good. And then. The Dark Knight News, and Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Greg. And then. No, Colin. No, Colin this week. He's overloaded with work. He's working on some things. We're waiting on a confirmation that we can talk about what he's working on. <laughs> personal issues. Pers- he is working on – Personal mean, issues are coming to view. <laughs> – That is a <laughs> – I wish you could get trophies for personal issues because, I, man, Colin would have a million. <laughs> yeah, he would have the platinum. I mean, none of us You'd would, be up there. N- none of us Yeah, I'd be there. up there too um how you guys been i haven't seen anybody in a long really time good. really good yeah. i'm already happier to be at work now that i don't have to plan packs anymore i know yeah, i was nice. really stressed out and cranky and i'm just stressed they're out. they're actually doing another pack next week and it's five <laughs> days <laughs> why <laughs> we don't need to see any more oculus rift
0: yeah i mean then then what there's how many events are left this year tgs oh, tgs tgs, TGS uh, and new
2: york comic
1: con new york comic con and republic Republican,
2: Republican, yeah. <laughs> Collins,
1: Collins Convention. Oh, is he starting one finally? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Um, what did I miss here on the office? Oh man, what was the big, what was the big news? The scoops. Last, um, I left as the 2ds became a reality. Yep, yeah, 2ds so
2: happened. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The... So you just missed that. That was. No, fun I was here day. for that.
1: I was here for. Okay. That.
0: Um, the big thing to me was the uh, the fake new Mega Man game coming out.
2: Oh yeah. right, another fax yeah. yes. announcement. yep yeah. yeah. That was KJ really cool. Inafune Mighty Number Nine. Mighty Number Nine yeah. already funded. Funded in 36 hours. Kickstarted it. How much did he ask for? Uh, $900,000.
1: $900, $900,000?
2: Got a million already. Yeah. Good yep. Lord. And still, going. still yeah. going. Greg Miller's yearly salary.
0: <laughs> yeah. I it's about a robot boy <laughs> who has to fight eight other robot boys. And then take their parts and then uh, So what's so, gonna happen? This this was right? literally
1: a giant <laughs> middle finger to Capcom. Yes, yes. you weren't yeah, you know, of course Mega, Mega Man created by KJ Inafune. Yep. He then had a very public uh, breakup with Capcom like what, Andrew, a year ago something like that? Uh a little more than that. A little more than yeah. that. Oh yeah, I we, he was on up really early on and up and yep, yep, yep. about yeah. that. And so we all joked that his next game would just be him ripping off Mega Man, and mm-hmm. now he just literally is, and he's kickstarting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I mean, to the point where when he came to IGN, and we met him, and he signed our wall, uh, he wrote his name, and then he drew Mega Man, and underneath he wrote Capcom. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Put yeah. A copyright, yeah, he put the copyright symbol and wrote Capcom. <laughs> I just mean, be like,
2: they still own that, I don't. It, the interesting thing to me is, like, uh, knowing obviously nothing about, like, actual copyright law or anything, mm-hmm. I don't know that Capcom can send a season to sister or anything, because, like... It is very obviously similar in concept, but it's right. not using right. any of their actual copyright material. Right. So I don't know. I mean, like, I, I tweeted when this was announced, like, how long until Capcom shuts it down? Maybe a week. But honestly, thinking about it now, like, I don't know exactly what they would have the grounds to do.
0: Yeah. And that's, I was I was talking about that this morning, where if that's really a thing, then companies like Zynga would be fucked. Yeah. Because, I mean, all right? they do is rip off games left and right. But the interesting thing about this that I really love is that he, he kickstarted this game. He came out and he came with a bunch of people... Who made worked in the original Mega Man games? So he's got the whole like crack team together of like level yeah. designers and musicians and stuff like the that. The original
2: composer of Mega Man One.
0: Yeah, but on top, so he got his money. Oceans Eleven. Oceans Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> they all get together. Cupman's. I got one more score for you guys. They <laughs> call him the, the voice actor behind Doctor Light, who was just made a beeping noise. Um, <laughs> But he's he went out, he got all his money this weekend and I love this guy but then he went and did all these interviews where he was basically going like yeah also Capcom was pretty shitty <laughs> like, all
3: right well,
0: you know you're gonna take your thing and rip us off and blah 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 but now he's yeah. like they I, I came to them with all these ideas they always said no and it's a it's a good slap in the face to them because they've been saying for years or lightly implying for years that fans don't really care and that there isn't really like a demand for a new Mega Man
2: and. There is, obviously. It made a million dollars in a day. A million dollars in a day. So yep. See, this
1: is, what, this is when Colin and I argue about Kickstarter. We always come back to He says the market doesn't demand these Kickstarter projects, and that's why they have to go this way. And I say there is a market that demands it. they are just not a, as many people as people think there should be.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, you
2: also he's... have to back up and realize that, like, yes, they made a million dollars in a day, but technically that is spread across the game itself and all of the merchandising because there's plush toys and T-shirts and yes. dinner with Unafune and all yeah, these like crazy things. I've so it's, like, it's not like the game itself. <laughs> has received a million dollars yet yeah. or anything. Yeah, like I you- say
0: this to people all the time, but as a successful Kickstarter owner, I, I Kickstarted a podcast called The Comedy Button. Go listen to it. Plug, plug, plug. Um,
1: <laughs> Buy a shirt. We, You're bold. One day they're going to get you for that. I don't, really? I don't mention any of the shit I do outside of here on our stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, yeah, he's talking about a movie. I'm, talk-
0: I'm talking about Kickstarter in general. Yeah. You know, we asked for $6,000 and we got 40 in a month. And of that money, I've never seen a penny of it. Because yeah. it all went to prize fulfillment and it goes to t shirts and flying people around. And having, I mean, then we got to go do a show. I couldn't imagine, like, now you have to make a game. You have to get it certified for eight different platforms and you have to get it tested and stuff like that and have people uh, figure out how to market it. And I guess marketing is not really a thing anymore at that
3: point.
2: Well, even go, publishing, like, Microsoft is going to let tweets. people self publish, like, Sony makes tweezies.
1: What about put up a Yeah, thing. a single tweet is perfect. <laughs> Greg Gossett, yeah. he, he's got you covered. Don't worry about yeah, it. I don't know. Him. I mean, it is Mighty interesting. Man. <laughs>
2: Like the same way that I'm sure your Kickstarter money went to like Max's Hawaiian shirt budget, or yeah. whatever it is. Like, I, I'm sure there are like a lot of unforeseen expenses that come with these things. And so, like, even if it makes 10 million dollars, like, who's to say that that would be enough for Capcom, who's like a huge mega publisher, to viably, yep. you know, release a game and market it and do all those other things? But I mean, it is an indication that at the very least, a lot of people still like Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And like, Capcom has canceled all these Mega Man games as like the biggest fuck you. They put like the Mega Man One box art Mega Man into, uh, or is that Street Fighter Cross Tekken? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like just, there hasn't been a Cool, like the original Mega Man's in Smash Brothers, which he's even, even he's even in, Capcom, um, what
0: is it, Project Cross Zone.
2: Like yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. on the
0: box with like eight other dudes. He's
2: know? like in random – yeah, and he's in Smash Brothers. Like They're doing cool stuff with Mega Man and crossovers, but there hasn't been like a core Mega Man game. And so I think people are hungry for it. I forgot
0: that he's in Smash. That's, it's, so it's a weird year for this because they're yeah. sort of like being like, hey, we got some Mega Man stuff for you guys. And he's like, nope, fuck it. Yeah, and none of it is. I'll bring you all Cat down. We're going with Mighty Man or whatever
1: his name is. Yeah, I'm exactly. waiting for – I hope there's Cat know, Man and Calm Man in the game. I'm waiting for Transylvania or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jimmy Belmont. <laughs>
1: He's got a rope. <laughs> well, so I thought one of the coolest things about that announcement was that it went down at the PAX panel. Yeah. And if you were in the panel, they gave out numbered shirts for oh, the really? game. So you saw people walking around in those shirts all, all all you know weekend along with the PAX. And then on the sleeve, it had their number. And on their chest, it had their number to show like what number they were for that. So like, That's all uh, wow. Fangamer. Like, yeah. How
2: amazing is Fangamer? Like, that company started as a bunch of Earthbound fans. Now yeah. they're like probably the best merch site for like yep. the whole gaming community like, they're so fan smart gamer. fan gamer S- send me some stuff send fan us gamers. all yeah, stuff sure. extra large no they're doing uh they're doing all the merch for the kickstarter and then two player productions is doing a cool documentary for backers which is the same Man, thing Two it's Player Double Productions, they've nailed it they know yeah.
1: they know their bread and butter now it's true i Love mean it. fan
2: gamer two player productions like those are a plus kickstarter like that is like just a perfect combination that mm-hmm. actually makes
1: me more excited to back a project like this mm-hmm. yeah Excellent. Yeah,
0: this is the future. I mean, yeah. Colin has problems with Kickstarter, but I think that's more of like a business ethics side of it. Than right. It. And Colin, right,
1: right. People obviously, there was a million. Uh, you, be part of the show beyondthelegend. There were a million emails in asking for Colin's take on this and how what his right. reaction was. He tweeted about it, and his thing was the same stance he is on every Kickstarter. He will not support this game via Kickstarter. He's the he claims to be the world's biggest or the industry's biggest Mega Man fan. Yeah. He won't support the Kickstarter. He will buy the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I mean, that's because that's the business model he chose. He yeah. Chooses did to did you guys back enough. it?
2: Sorry. Did you guys back it? no no i did i've backed one kickstarter oh wow it was jack Devries' card game (laughs) (laughs) i backed that one too yeah it's kickstarter i love kickstarter i back a lot of stuff
0: i do that uh pass the buck thing where i go oh man well a million people already gave money so they're good
2: yeah yeah i'll buy the game when it's time
0: right i I mean of course i'll buy it when it comes that was the thing with like the
1: double fine one i was like oh cool and like they funded so simple so quickly i was like I want to buy the game, but I don't need like a poster, and I don't need. Yeah, a shirt, right. It depends
2: need... on. Yeah, the the rewards have to be enough to like. I did the one for the physical box for this because I think it's really cool. Like like sort of like that Mega Man Nine press kit they sent yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Although realistically, I'll probably just give it to Colin when it comes. Mm-hmm.
3: But,
1: he won't take it. That'll be
2: oh, he'll take made. it. Greg. Oh my
0: god. Oh, you <laughs> think he'll take the Kickstarter rewards, but he won't pay for them? Well, interesting. I mean, yeah, if if I paid for it and interesting, give it to him as a Colin.
2: Give,
1: We'll see you, you two-faced, rap, rap indeed. two-faced, four-eyed, <laughs> <you> double-talking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's PlayStation podcast, and oh, hey. we talk about other stuff, too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we promoted it as the infamous Second Son show. That's because we have two dynamite interviews coming up from Sucker Punch, one with Nate Fox, game director, one with Jamie Greesner. He is a game designer, Greismer, sorry, game designer on Infamous Second Son. Some fascinating stuff with them. I got to go behind the closed doors there with the Sucker Punch. How's it look? Really good. Yeah. Like, insanely good. I saw some screenshots over the weekend, and I was like, that is by far and away the best-looking.
2: Well, yeah, and the one you I've tweeted, seen. Greg, of the car. That's what I yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody, Yeah, exactly. everyone
1: flipped out because <laughs> we got a station-by-station station demo of Sucker Punch, or uh, tour of to Sucker Punch. And we'd get there, and they'd show us different things. there, like powers and transitions or voice actors or yep. how, they, how they're how they using mocap for their first time as far as facial animations. And so, yeah, when we got to, like, basically, like, the environment stage, right, to see, like, the, the map of the world and get really down to mm-hmm. it, they were showing how reflective the surfaces are how they do that and yeah i took a iphone photo of a sc- of the tv screen with a guy in front of it like from a ways back and people were freaking out about how good that looked. I mean, imagine
0: how good it looks in like person in motion, running man. and doing its thing see yeah. i'm i'm insanely excited for it i i love open world games and i love open world games that give you a lot more freedom like yeah. i i you know i'm excited for gta 5 but i played some Saints Row 4 over the weekend right and it's really fun it's got this like um very heavy sort of crackdown elements to it, where you're. Well, you get hopping superpowers. You yeah, superpowers, right? yeah. and you're getting orbs and stuff like that. But the only thing, and I'm not a graphic snob at all, mm-hmm. but the only thing that kept hitting me was, man, this game looks really dated. And yeah. then an hour later, I saw those screens for Infamous Two, and I was like, yep, that's all I need. This yeah. will hold me over until that.
2: Yeah, that's what's funny. Uh, I'm excited for the launch of next gen. I'm getting both consoles at launch, but like the games I'm looking forward to are Infamous and Titanfall, like yeah, that totally are on the horizon. Right. Yeah. Like and, and it's funny not launch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what's so weird. Like those feel so next gen. like mm-hmm. Infamous, like the. I I was at the E3 demo they did, and like, oh my god, like that game is just so cool. Like, I'm so so excited for it. And then Titanfall is incredible. Like, it's funny for me waiting for those, like, true next gen experiences. And Infamous, like, I mean, Killzone's great. We've played it. I played Drive Cola. I played Knack. All those are awesome, and I'm really excited for them. But, like, Infamous is the one to me that really looks and feels next gen.
1: Yeah. I, I can't agree wait. 100% with that. Why don't we? We're a conversational show. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep talking to so Infamous. A question came from Andrew, not Andrew Goldfarb. Was it me? No. Hey, Greg, I not,
2: have a question. No, We've God covered this already. So it much. wasn't you. Uh,
1: he wrote into Beyond at IGM.com and said, Beyond, Beyond! Beyond! With the next generation quickly coming, my most anticipated game for the PS4 since its announcement has been Infamous Second Son.
3: Yeah, I have a two part question.
1: <laughs> Do you think there will be a collector's edition for the game, like Infamous 2? If so, what would you like to see come with it? I would like at least a Delson Rose statue. Andrew, I guarantee there will be a collector's edition for this game. There
2: will 100% be one, yes. And I'm sure it'll have a cool Delson statue in the way. You know, I I really liked for a while they were kind of doing a a theme of like all the the statues of like um, the Nathan Drake statue and the Cole statue. It almost felt like they lined up and could make like a nice little collection. And so I would love a Delson statue of like the same size that could like fit with those.
1: You know what I really like? A hat. Yeah, like he like that little hat. red. Ca- he wears that oh, little red like cap. Yeah, yeah, You just yeah, put yeah, a little yeah. sucker punch uh, logo, the Sly logo on that, or the SP logo or on maybe that. Maybe they'll do okay. like a
2: maybe a chain. That you can they are wrap around not going to give you a chain. See, that's the whole thing. It's like to death with. Infamous. Why <laughs> do they
0: give you lightning bolts? You can kill people. The awesome, the,
1: two- <laughs> <laughs> the Infamous Two Collector's <laughs> Edition <laughs> was awesome because it came with that bag, that cold right. bag, that yes, messenger bag, which I see people using all the time at events. And Mike Pereira wears it to work every day. Yeah, so it's like that was a great clothing option. Greg, I will
2: bet you right now that there's some kind of chain in that electric efficient. Whether are it's plastic you, are or... You are you
1: counting the chain that'll be on the... On the well, no. no there'll the, be, there be like so a... So there'll be a human person chain for... A, like chain, a, like like,
2: a, a chain that a human bit It'll either use. be like a bracelet that looks like a chain or like a chain you can wrap around your arm or like a cuff or something. There'll I, be I something will take that bet. Road. Are we
1: betting up a cheese pizza? Yeah.
2: well, I, Or you won for Borderlands also, but here. you
1: getting right. double pizzas. Call me yeah. over. It's, what was the Borderlands? I said that they'd get announced this.
2: Like. You said it would be announced or released this year and I said you were crazy and then you were right.
1: Damn right I was. As usual. Damn I'm sure a lot of people clicked on this episode just for the Infamous stuff, so let's give it to him. Here comes Nate Fox. He's game director. You know him. He's been on Up at noon. he got interviewed a million times yeah. on IGN. Now, what's interesting is that when we got the tour, we got to see a whole bunch of different parts mm. of Infamous, right? I didn't play it. Sadly, I didn't play Second Son, but we saw a bunch mm. of different things, and one of the things they showed us for the first time ever was how the touchpad on the PS4 controller works, Ooh. and it raised just major red flags for me. Why? Because like, it doesn't look intuitive or fun on some of these things. Uh. So like, it, we've known for a while that it's how you like, charge your smoke power. So like you're straight, you know, pushing the screen around. Like, I think it might be doing a swirl. I forget. That was fine. Because, like, holding the controller, the DualShock 4, and I have my hands, my thumbs on the analog sticks, moving them up and using the touchpad can make sense. So, draining powers, I'm fine with it. So, it, does, it
0: didn't feel like a stretch when you're. Right, exactly. Okay, and the other. That was actually my biggest fear about
1: the controller. Was... And it's. Uh, yeah, are they going to shove gimmicky stuff on this like they did Uncharted Golden Abyss? Yep, right. And
2: will it be optional is the question. Like, I like when games let you turn it on or off.
1: Right. And... You mean you like when games let you turn it off? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other. they sh- The next one they showed was. Uh, so, the smoke, I'm like, all right, I've never. Again, I've never done any of this, so I don't know. I could believe in the smoke like that. Seems like it'd be all right. The right. next one was uh, Delson ran up and had to free some people from like a cage that they were caged or whatever right and so what that was you moved your fingers to the, your thumbs to the touchpad and swiped out and he uh-huh. like basically reached out and ripped the doors off the that's the stuff like that. I don't like yeah, when I... it
2: becomes like like that at, at that point it's like the same reason I don't like a PlayStation Move game or whatever like I don't need to like physically do right. what the character is now, doing. now here's
1: here was I, I think I bring this up in the Nate interview so spoilers but my thing is <laughs> is, is it is it I don't. That also was another thing where I'm, okay, maybe the, I can maybe see that not being weird because it didn't. Grant granted they're playing with the HUD off. But there wasn't like a giant stupid like two arrows out and two thumbs sweeping over. There your absolutely hands, will like, be <laughs> the, fir-
2: the first time you do that. There will absolutely have to sure, be some kind of. Sure, but don't do it every time.
1: Yeah. And my right. other my other thing was: is it really is that movement? that much different from having to mash the X button. Like, you have to do right. tear no, up, everything no. open. And, and it's see, like, well, maybe that so, is, actually. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite by saying I don't well, that. Well, do that's
0: that. why these games don't make sense. And he did it a lot during the Wii era, too, and with the Move and with the Vita. And it's it's all or nothing, right? Like, you can't just have a game that you control like a regular video game and all, all the time. And then it's like, hey, to open doors, swing your arms in the air. Right, right, Because right, then you think, go back to playing the regular game and you're not doing any of that stuff.
2: To a so. point, though, like, I mean, I... I He's not wrong that, like, we all hate touch controls and roll our eyes yeah. at them, but it, it, it's true that, like, is it really that different from, like, a QuickTime event or whatever? Like, he's not wrong that, like, mashing X is just as unintuitive as mashing the touch screen. Like, it doesn't actually matter what, it, what you're doing. You're still, like, breaking away from the normal type of controls. Well,
0: to... yeah, and I will say in Uncharted Vita, you know, sure, those were the same things, but just the action of taking my hand up and moving it yeah. in a yes. different way felt game-breaking to me. And, sure. you know, I got through it each time I had to do it, but I would have much rather just... Kept my hands where they were fat and lazy and comfortable, and just hit X. Well, even yeah. from
1: I mean, Kill Killzone Mercenary demos we've played, right? Yeah, where you uh, you run up the to melee, melee somebody, and it's like now nah, take your fingers off of the touchpad or the controller completely and swipe the screen like in a horizontal yeah. direction. It's like eh, I don't just don't
2: it. get it. Yeah, like I totally understand adding the option for that because I think there are people who like it, but yeah. I don't get the need for, especially in a like, game I'm- like Killzone that's like. You know, it, it's actually, you know, people talk about Nintendo 2DS, and they kind of roll their eyes at it. But I kind of like the fact that they were like, look, like, a lot of people play without 3D, especially kids. Why do we need to do this? And I kind of wish Sony would embrace that, too, for their devs. Like, right, right. a lot of people like the touchscreen stuff. There's no reason not to have it. And, like, a game like Tearaway, it makes sense because that's literally, like, the world is the Vita, and you need those things. But for something like Killzone that is trying to emulate a console experience, like, why does that need to I don't be understand there?
0: it. Like, is... Where does this initiative come from? Like, is there somebody top down at Sony being like, "You got to use all parts of the
1: the pig here"?
2: See, like? I don't think there is. I think the developers just think the tech is cool. Because yes, it's yeah. like that, it's a that playground is, for Nate,
1: them. We like when we start talking to Nate about this, he brings that up. Okay, that, yeah, there cool. was no gun to their head. Because I thought
2: it was like you know on
1: Chopped where they're like, "You didn't use the secret right, ingredient. right, 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 right." right. <laughs> but here's the here was the major one that I thought was totally like completely i can't even justify it in my head as an infamous fan right uh you've seen in the trailer when delson the most recent one with uh, for fetch right delson walks up and he like does like a squint away and then he touches this the this hand touchpad to to scan if he's a conduit and it flips out. uh, they showed that in the game and he walked up to it and when he did that it went for the first time ever that i can imagine i remember an infamous game it went first person and you were staring at the hand like scanning machine, wow. and nice. there was a red dot on the fingertip. And so then on the touchpad, you needed to bring up a, a second like uh, circle to like line up with that red dot.
3: And I was and awful. I was like, no, <laughs>
1: no way in hell do I want. I mean, this. Greg, here's the thing. Yeah, you're Greg Miller. You I am. changed what Cole
2: looked like in interest 2. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can start a campaign to get rid of these. Well, around. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs>
1: we're going to let Nate Fox here talk about this and se- there's a lot of other infamous stuff from Infamous Second Son, uh, and then you can be the judge at it. You can always tweet at Sucker Punch Prod if you want. That's their handle. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's Nate Fox, game director on Infamous Second Son.
4: Just a great way, like kind of into an interview question. That's, how do you, as a as a d- developer creator, all of that? Hold like, on, so well, we, I think we
1: might insert this in podcast beyond. So beyond. Beyond. Just, and you say beyond now beyond there you go i'm you greg it. this is mitch that's nate fox he makes
4: infamous nate Fox. Nate we've been talking about movies and stuff yeah now we're asking some questions maybe about his game so as a creator who doesn't necessarily play a ton of video games and doesn't have time for that how do you stay informed about what is interesting in games and how you make sure that what you're making is capable of being better than that if well, you're not necessarily in like ingrained in the goings-on of the the current you know wave of what's happening in action games how do you say oh that's bad let's not do that Well, I do actually play a lot of action games. I try
5: and play anything that I think is relevant to the genre we're working in. Um, And it's less about keeping up with the Joneses and more about understanding how tastes are changing. I mean, games have changed radically in the last uh, four years in my opinion. They've gone from being um, skill to being experience-based. And uh, it's Fundamental. Everybody is making incredible thrill rides, and they're not making intense sports anymore. So, I mean, that's an example, right? But sure, you have to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And with the uh, the handheld market, certainly, I think the expectation for easy and accessible mechanics is changing people's kind of attention as well.
1: How's that for a horrible answer? No, it was
5: good. Fun. It was true. It was fun.
1: Uh, you mentioned handheld. You fucked up yesterday and said somebody asked you about Infamous Vita and yeah. you blah blah blah. And you said, well, not that I'm saying that. And it was all over my Twitter that there you are. You basically, people are linking to me to this video. <laughs> Nate Fox just confirmed Infamous Vita. Mm-hmm. Are you confirming Infamous Vita yet? Because I asked you this question on Up at Noon and you dodged it there. So I'm kind of pissed off that you yeah. f- saved the screw up for the <laughs> other people.
5: Uh, I, I cannot confirm or deny any PlayStation Vita game, mm-hmm. really, any of them.
1: Sure. Well. I know nothing. Okay. Look in my eyes. I see. There's just nothing behind
3: yeah. them. <laughs> no. <laughs> blank it's sh- I you're met shockingly you. dead inside.
1: Alright, so Mitch and I have been here at Sucker Punch today seeing your game. It's yes. infamous. We've been running around seeing a whole bunch of stuff. We'll get the flattery out of the way first. I think it looks awesome. It's incredible. Looks beautiful. Looks beautiful. Like I knew wow. I knew like I told you from E3, like I went into the E3 demo. I was excited to see it, of course, because I'm an infamous fanboy. But then I kinda expected to walk out going, Oh, it was really good. Tell everybody. But it looked great. You know, yeah. got his little jean jacket flipping in the wind it's really w- well animated right and the smoke and the jumping and all that stuff we knew all that but then seeing today the way reflections
4: and all this other stuff yeah. the draw distance seeing how big the city is going to the be the scalability and flexibility of weather effects and daytime nighttime neon reflections and all that shit is beautiful yeah what was your favorite stop at today's tour of Sucker Punch it was the one where we got to see when he had the orb that showed you how everything reflected the rendering. like with the car in there and he was pointing oh, back really? and showing us yeah. the different effects and how it all played out it's kind of fascinating that like like this invisible, or just exists and is taking a screenshot of the world around you and reflecting it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It
1: the power of the PlayStation Four. <laughs> yeah. Now speaking. All right, so that's what I was talking about. I want to get the flattery out, and then I want to get to the meat of the matter here. Now this is where you talk shit. Exactly. No, I'm I'm worried about these t- these touch controls. Are they, mm-hmm. I am too, uh, yeah. it's one of those things like the games I'm watching you guys play it and it's, it's looking awesome looking awesome looking awesome and then it's like and now he's gonna you know put his finger on the f- pad and granted yeah. it was like I'm, we're in a demo where they're talking to us so that's up really weird or that's up a long time so then it was just weird to see first person all of a sudden and then have to drag it and then for ripping open doors and stuff like sliding my fingers outward and stuff and a uh, smoke g- getting the powers for the smoke I don't mind I, that doesn't seem as weird but the other stuff I mean Jamie was very clear that you know we, we were with development on the controller we said we wanted the touchpad for these things do they work for you are they bad I mean like not that they're bad I'm, I'm making air quotes yeah. if you're watching we haven't used them yet no exactly yeah we haven't touched them or played with them or seen how they all work together but like I think back to Uncharted Golden Abyss right where I was like I liked personally wiping off objects fine I thought that was a cool mechanic but then when when you're I, like, I'm going to punch by swiping left exactly. and swipe I'm, down you know, the I'm going to draw a Z to reverse a punch. Yeah, and yeah. then like, I'm in bed playing it literally with the girlfriend asleep
4: next to me. And it's like, hold it up to a bright
1: light. I'm like, oh man, go
4: fuck yourself, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, like, is that optional? How do you avoid making that gimmicky? How do you make that interesting as opposed should to... I be, should we be worried? Are you confident that you're Nate Fox who play a lot of action games?
5: Well, I, you know, the DualShock 4 controller has a lot of new improvements on it. Um, one of them is the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we have been attacking, making this game, and giving feedback on the controller is to go after the things that we think people are going to want to have as gamers first. So, I, mean, I don't know if you guys have held a controller, but like the joysticks are really, really improved. They're much tighter, sure. and they have a nice lip on them, as does the triggers. And this is all to make the DualShock 4 awesome for first-person shooters, which is like most games are you know, in, that, in that field. And we totally benefit from that on Second Sun by having a lot of uh, you know, aiming and shooting. And the touchpad is part of the controller. And yeah, it is not exactly what you want to do when you're playing a gamer game, right? But how many of us have touchpad phones? How many of us are used to that interface? And it's kind of intuitive and effortless. If you have that interface on your controller, when you come up against some gameplay scenarios, it's the best tool for the job. And uh, we use it then. And uh, in the case of Second Son, we use the touchpad for kind of like breaks from common action. So common action is actually uncommon action, right? It's like jumping off a building and hitting a guy in a face, or uh, uh,
1: turning into smoke
5: and flying across right, the right. city. Right, right. Those, are, I would call those like, this is like your, you know, big expressive bombastic superhero moves. Yeah. But if you want to do something smaller, we have said, okay, we'll use the touchpad because it, you you kind of your body has to shift a little bit to use it, mm-hmm. and then you know you're in an alternate mode.
3: Gotcha.
5: But ignoring Second Son altogether, I mean, don't you think people are just really used to this touch interface now and a lot of. of things in their world at the checkout stand at supermarkets
4: on their phones the the thing there is they're purely touch devices right right? when i pull out my phone it's nothing but touch there are no buttons here you have your joysticks your face pad your triggers you have all the shit you're used to and then this weird thing in the middle that i'm sure we'll all grow to to love it and be like oh it's second nature but now it's this alien thing where there is a touch screen that i know in the middle of something else that i know and it's a clash of worlds
5: no 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 it's it's peanut butter and jelly man because the joysticks and buttons are awesome for gaming, right? Like, That is what we know. We'll, we're familiar with these controls. <laughs> but you're also familiar with the touch device on your phone. Right. So everything that the phone does better than your uh, you know, gaming controller, why don't you just put that into the game through the touchpad, right? And take the modes that are right for the controls and, and separate them. Like, I mean, the, the killer one in my mind is menus sure right. yeah 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 i mean but you just non go yeah okay but i mean like
1: <laughs> i'm i'm the part, part of i understand gaming, and you know? I, I had uh, i gave a killzone mercenary code to harley from epic mealtime right and i was talking to him about what he thought of the game on one of our shows and he was i was like you know is the touchscreen on how how killzone uses the touchscreen on the vita is it gimmicky and he said no like and he's just a general gamer right he his Career is eating bacon. Like he's just <laughs> playing games for fun, and what he was saying is to him, the controller is just more but the touch screen is just more buttons. And like what you're saying, I get in a way, right? And the fact that when I was watching people play and do like you know when Jamie did rip rip open the doors, right? and He yeah. just swiped out on the screen. It was just moving his thumbs up real quick, and and like the the analog to that on a controller would be tapping X repeatedly. Yeah. Which has always sucked. Yeah. That's ne- that's oh, also yeah, never yeah, been yeah, something know, that's really like engaged abstract. me in the experience
5: of like, it's like a. We're still in track and field. Remember that game? Sure. Yeah. You would go... And that, somehow that made you an Olympic athlete.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the closest I'll ever come. It's all I got, <laughs> god damn it. I want to rewind to something you said earlier. That was a sudden pause to our laughter. That's as many laughs as it gets. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere. That was no. Another that archetype. was it. That was okay. another. Okay. So this is your last point. question. This okay. is your last question. Okay. I want to rewind to something you said earlier. Um, we were talking about just games in general and how you have the kind of divide between like you're killing 1,300 guys and moving on and not really thinking too much about it. How in a game where you have this character with no real moral center and it's up to me, how do you make something like a character death matter? I felt like this was a problem in the first Infamous when I killed all of these dudes relentlessly. And Trish was hanging off a building, and I was like, "I don't give a shit about Trish. She's just you're a heartless bastard. That's your problem, not mine." <laughs> I mean, that's that's a big thing that we're dealing with a lot in game. We, as if I'm making anything, but I mean, <laughs> when you're creating a story, how do you make sure that I give a shit about one life when I'm taking away so many others?
5: Well, in in it, Second Son, we try very hard to give you options to take people down non lethally so that you can be kind of a a very heroic character and uh, we don't want to make it sort of this weird situation where you're a mass murderer but then you're kind of chipper as soon as you get to a cutscene and people are worried about whether or not you know you lied or something like this you know that it's the smaller sin that feels like it's kind of schizophrenic relative to the action you're just doing however we do let you be a crazy villain as well uh, where you have very little value in, in human life, and the reason why we support both of those is that if you're choosing to be a a good guy, it feels like you had the option to be a jerk. You weren't forced by the game designer to do what I told you to do. Right. You probably took the slightly harder path, the more thoughtful approach, and as a result you know got to be that that person. but if the game doesn't provide you with those options and you're you know you're not really making a, a game where you get to experience being a hero and as far as getting you to care about some characters and others it's all about like what did, what do they do for you right and are they funny or do you like them? <laughs> so if they tell good jokes right if they make you laugh then you oh i like that guy That's i don't want to see him dead like or, Greg. or you true. know do they I'm, give you I'm, missions I'm, I'm, I'm right zeep, I'm or do zeep zeep they help you in combat or you know like <laughs>
1: call the dunbar beam yeah well kind of like
5: i like him because because <laughs> he, he look like me I, yeah. many of our game characters are modeled after you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I have a photo of you in swim team in fifth grade.
1: That explains Nick's. I thought that's what it was. I wasn't
2: sure.
5: That was great. I thought that was really interesting, Greg.
1: It was. That was a good interview. Nate's yeah. always got something interesting to say. A lot of people think Nate talks weird. I, get I agree, but I like him. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah. But, like I said, many stations I stopped at. One of the stations I stopped at was this guy, Jamie Griesmer's station right. He's he's doing like the design of the game, right? He he came from Bungie. He's over there now. This is his first infamous game. And he walked us through basically a PowerPoint of like what the game is to him and who Cole is and or mm-hmm. not Cole, I'm sorry, Delson is and how this all works. And he was laying out like these pillars of how the game works and stuff like, you know, you're a superhero so you don't take cover. And he said something. Yeah, else. he gave out all these things. And like the cover one stuck out to me because I was like, I take I took cover all the time in Infamous. I did not too. not because I could. It wasn't like you know you stuck to cover and did stuff. But it was more like, oh no, Reapers, and I'm shooting, 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 and then I take damage, and I crawl back behind yep. a wall, and then I mean, I'd come I out took, of the wall. I took cover in, in every Batman game. Like
0: yeah, I mean, I
2: think that's especially. I get what he's saying though. Well,
1: Batman's a pussy. Yeah, yeah that that is true. <laughs> He gets shot. He dies. Huge baby. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, my dad I, died.
2: I like the idea of a game where you can just run in and feel badass and not have to worry about cover. But I also don't like the idea of dying seventy times because I don't have cover to hide behind. Right. Well, like again, I'll,
0: I'll go back to Saints Row Four because uh, they feel kind of similar to me. But I never cover in that game because I, you can hit a button and fly and jump. But away that's, the, and com- shoot that's my ice complaint and...
2: about that game is that like w- just from when I played with it at, like E3 and stuff like you're too overpowered. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. So
0: I mean, you need to find that balance. I mean, I died a lot playing the first two Infamous games, so. I- Hopefully this will be just as challenging. So I'm used to
1: being yeah. bad at games. Yeah, so I'm used to being <laughs> shitty. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk to Jamie. Oh, I have, I totally screwed this up on Nate's too. Oops. My Canadian Maple Leaf, Mitch Dyer is doing these interviews with me. So if you were wondering who that random Canadian was talking to Nate the first time around, that was Mitch. Sorry. Here's Mitch and I talking to Jamie. Beyond. Beyond. Oh. See, I gave you the order one, and everything. Two, What's up? No, it's too late. Too late. You had We're your chance. With it. You fucked up. I wanted to be part of it. The- I'm Greg. That's Mitch. This is Jamie. Jamie, what do you do for Infamous?
6: I am the lead designer on Second side
1: Okay, let's start with the top. Mitch, tell them what we like about the game. Uh,
6: I love,
4: personally, with the smoke stuff in particular, uh, how much the combat platformer are like infused into one. <laughs> so you have this this dash, which is both navigational and aggressive. So you can use it for chain attacks. You can use it to get away. You can use it to. Get around, all of that stuff. I want to know from you, and I know you guys aren't talking a whole lot about new powers yet, but how that pertains to the rest of the powers. Does that happen with Neon? Does that happen with whatever else is in the game? Like how is that something unified throughout all of the powers in the game?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean my kind of design value or aesthetic is that, that integrated feel to everything the player can do. Right? So my goal is to have the controller just disappear. You you are Delson. Um, you're expressing yourself without thinking about the intermediate steps. And so that's what gets you to the point where you can dash in a melee and then you're shooting at somebody and then you're retreating through vent, and all those things are kind of at your fingertips all the time. That's actually one of the main reasons why we went to the multiple power source uh, model because you can only have so many things in your head right. all at once, right? And so um, all of the smoke powers are available when, you're, when you are in smoke and then when you have Neon, you have a whole another set of powers that uh, feel very different but have that integrated quality as well. So Smoke is very much a get in there, melee attack, uh, dash around, dodge some fire. Maybe if you get overwhelmed, hit a vent on the way out, you're two blocks away, and they can't chase you. Neon is, uh, we're not talking about it a lot, but I would call it more tactical. It's um, a little bit slower paced. Um, you are calling your shots a little bit more, you're maybe not getting right into the mix as much. And so uh, we want we want to change up how the player experiences the game, and a lot of the way we're doing that is with the different power sources.
4: Cool. So earlier today, when you were showing us your presentation about combat and just the kind of philosophy of how Infamous Combat works, you were saying a lot of stuff about what Infamous isn't, because of, you know, superheroes in open world games don't take cars, they don't switch guns, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that with you know, Neon versus Smoke, for example, it doesn't just feel like, well, I'm going to equip the Neon and now I feel like I have a different gun. Like, How do you make sure that it's more than that?
6: Yeah, well, part of the way we do that is that they come together as groups of powers, not individual powers. So, a gun is usually one one button, maybe an alternate fire right. mode, um, and use it in one specific situation or one specific mission. Uh, whereas our powers are much more uh, kind of complicated and nuanced. The, the the power source has a number of upgrades that come with it, and those all feed into making it um, something that you can use for an extended amount of time and not feel repetitive. And then it, the other power sources are you know, sim- built in a similar way.
1: All right. So to start with, your game looks great. I'm a big Infamous fan. You might know this about me. I don't know if they've <laughs> warned you about me. I'm kind of a crazy Infamous fan. I kind of lost my shit when they changed coal. So I don't like change that much. You come in here, you're, oh, nice n- you're new. You came in and you, you kind of smell like this other, these other guys over here that I don't like all that much. But you're here. I, I'm accepting. But I have things I want to talk to you about your presentation. You said no cover. Like, let's talk a bit about that or explain to the fans. You show this presentation about what infamous Second Son is. And one of the things you say is superheroes don't use cover. And that Delson's going to be kind of able to get around without it, right?
6: Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, you look at Nathan Drake. He's just a regular guy uh, using guns, using cover. Um, using his environment in ways that you or I could, you know, if we were Nathan Drake. But Delson has these powers, and so we want everything about him to be about his powers. All of his tactics are about his powers. All of his abilities, they're focused on his powers. And so when we're looking at, you know, what does Delson do to kind of deal with people shooting at him, Mm -hmm. um, we didn't want it to be about the environment and about this like low cover that he could hide behind we wanted it to be more uh, active we wanted to give delson the ability to you know take the situation and do what he wanted to with it and so that was one of the reasons why we focus on smoke dash so much right because it, it's great for moving around the environment but it's really great for getting out of an enemy's line of fire and then coming back okay. from a different direction
1: See, for me being a big Infamous fan, the thing that kind of didn't break really, right, but for Infamous 1 and for Infamous 2 was the fact that when I was fighting as Cole, I'd be on the ground, and even though there wasn't a cover system for me to take cover behind, I'd basically run to the side of a building, come out, shoot, 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 I'd start taking damage, I'd run back, and I'd keep my hand up the whole time. You played like a coward. Exactly. Well, no, I played like a strategic no. person, Mitch. No. I, would, I didn't want to die all the time. Uh, you think this the smoke power gets around that? I mean, did you learn lessons from how we've missed one?
6: Yeah, I mean, that that style, there's definitely um, players that have that that kind of more meticulous style, I would say. Uh, and Delson has that capability as well. Except for Delson, it's not, um, I'm going to run uh, on the other side of this car or this tractor trailer or whatever and poke out the other side and shit. Yeah. And then run back to where I was before because those are the only two places I can stick out. Delson has the ability to go into a vent pop up on the roof, float over to somewhere else, and all of a sudden he's, like, shooting at people from the other side, and they're totally not expecting to be from that direction, so they're all out of cover and, you know... So uh, kind of in a
1: way, it's a little bit like how, I guess, like Arkham Asylum, Arkham City would work, right? Where you disappear to the rafters, guys don't exactly know where you were, they're still looking at the location you were at, but you're able to ping-pong around and get to the other side?
6: I I think the feel is is similar. It's not as mechanical. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. The AI in, in Arkham Asylum was very much... Um, kind of tuned to lose you immediately, and then you're where'd he you? go? Yeah. He's he's above he's us, right? Exactly he there. can see you. You can probably see yeah, him. Cause yeah, because that was a stealth <laughs> game, uh, predominantly. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Ours is just more about using the mobility mobility that Delson has to do the same sorts of things you would do in a in a, in another action game, right? But just at a much larger scale. Okay, and then the enemies are the same way. Most of the enemies um, are. Uh, they, they don't have a lot of powers, and they're more static, they're more using cover, but some of the enemies are able to chase you, and they are able to kind of move as fast as Delson can, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that um, are going to chase you down and root you out. Is that kind of how you strike the middle ground of, I mean, when I, when I look
4: at Second Son gameplay, it looks very easy because Delson is so capable of destruction. He's, he can throw a fireball and just, like, blow up a building and take down a tower and knock out a gr- group of guys very easily, it seems. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of the the middle ground between that and the obscene difficulty of Infamous 1 where dudes with AKs can hit you from blocks away? <laughs> yeah,
6: I think um, one of the things that is a challenge about making a game about somebody with superpowers is that um, any one dude just shouldn't be that much of a challenge for you, right? right? Uh, like, if you lock me in a room with the Green Lantern, he's not I'm not going to put up much of a fight. And so... It takes larger groups, right, to provide that same challenge to Delson. Or, you know, there's some enemies that we haven't shown yet that are more of a more of a, an equal, unequal footing with Delson. Um, so, I, I wouldn't say that the game is easy. In fact, the precision of the controls and kind of the work we've done to um, allow you to express yourself in the game means that we can make it actually harder than previous games. And we're, but we're giving you the tools to overcome those challenges as well.
1: So something interesting during your presentation, you were talking about the fact that for a superhero, there shouldn't be a store. But in Infamous 1 and 2, there was. Like, you, you talked a little bit about how Festival of Blood changed that. I know you're not going to talk specifically about Second Son, yeah. but what about Festival of Blood worked for you and you something you want to apply to this?
6: Well, Festival of Blood was a much shorter timescale, and um, there actually weren't any decisions on what upgrades you were gonna get in mm-hmm. Festival of Blood. And that's not that wouldn't work on a on a full game. But one thing that we've found, you know, when we were playing it and when we were playtesting it was that it felt much more natural to people how they were earning their powers, um, rather than at some point realizing that, you know, they they had enough dollars to go buy a new upgrade right Coal books yeah which I think you know that works great in grand Turismo. when you when you there is a store an auto parts store where you can go buy this stuff it it just um, it separates the players experience from Delson's experience in this way that causes kind of a disconnect yeah and what we really want is for the player to feel like they are the one that is empowered and that they are having a very similar arc. As Delson, as they learn these powers and improve these powers, and then figure out how, how they're going to use them.
4: Uh, I guess the only other th- question I have is: I'm wondering how Seattle, because this is the first time Sucker Punch has made a real city, uh, versus something like Empire City or New Moray, which are based on you know existing places. Does Seattle offer anything in terms of player empowerment? Like, how does it systemically benefit the player, mm-hmm. if at all?
6: Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting to us about Seattle is uh, we were looking at the kind of fidelity we were going to have to hit to make a PlayStation 4 game, and it's so much higher than what previously we've had to run into that we needed something that we were more familiar with, right? It's the same reason why um, Delson actually looks a lot like Troy, because we need that um, we need that real-world... Uh, like, uh, example, in order to get the kind of detail that we need for the game. And so, you know, we're most familiar with Seattle because it's right outside. And so that's, that was the primary reason for picking Seattle. Um, and we wanted to pick a real city this time because the story is much more about kind of the impact that these superpowered conduits have on the real culture and the real environment and so we wanted to pick something that
1: was more grounded than a fictional city cool jamie is there anything else we haven't asked you about that you can talk about right now such as how it's
6: going to end <laughs> uh i think probably credits Ah, oh, sorry bold choice. spoilers a whole choice we'll have to cut that out probably <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for your time
1: beyond beyond, beyond. There we go. How was that one? That was fascinating.
6: Really no, also
2: great. good. Yeah, I'm, also I'm glad great. you yeah. pointed
0: out the Mitch thing because I was going to say your voice changes a lot during. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> funny that I didn't even
2: notice Mitch in that first one. So,
1: that's <laughs> What's so really weird. funny is like the Nate one. I'm pretty sure is totally awkward too because we were just rambling for like forever talking about random crap and then we finally started recording. So I don't. I, I think we don't even do a real introduction. <laughs> I think it's just like a rolling start into a conversation. And these are the
0: top ten Lana Del Rey
1: albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, video games. Welcome to IGN. Let's begin the show with what is (laughs) and forever will be. The Roper Report. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Time for <laughs> some <laughs> news. That was so sad. Yeah, well, what
0: do I you miss want? Brian
1: wants to be a full-time
2: I, You know, I, okay, I, I, I'm not a human Brian, beatbox. I prepared. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, I prepared the Roper Report this week. Why don't you read it?
0: All right, okay. Oh, by the way, Greg says I can't be uh, full-time on Beyond until I stop doing other podcasts. I,
2: I no, but, said specifically I said, NBC. <laughs> I, so, I like Brian as kind of the free agent. He jumps around. Me too. Yeah. Nobody told Greg I was on. on I like last that. He, week. I like to think <laughs> of
1: him. He's like he's like the green. He's like the Green Ranger, where he can just, you know he's not, he didn't, he didn't roll he, with the, a, a he, he didn't sword. roll with the crew for a long
2: time. Yeah, uh-huh. but he then he became c- the White Ranger. Yeah, and then and he, was, then he was with them. Yeah, and he had played the flute sword. I used to have that. Yeah, yeah. My mom just, waited in line to get that for me. I for just Christmas. I, I
0: want to be Raphael if I can be any.
2: any okay, well, was he a Power Ranger? No, he was a turtle, which was far I superior. To the I Power well, yes. If anyone ever argues that Power Rangers is superior, I to take total, my, really my crime-fighting
0: high school <laughs>
2: mutant beater uppers
0: very seriously, and Power Rangers do not rank up there. Mm-hmm. During a PlayStation event at PAX, Double Fine revealed that it will create upcoming downloadable content for the Playroom PlayStation 4's AR game collection. No details about the DLC have been revealed, including price or release date, but expect more information leading up to the PS4's launch in November.
1: I was there for that. You were, and, and that was also the time. This is a big ups to IGN fans when uh, Adam Boys brought myself and Randy Pitchford on stage to tell a story of how Borderlands 2 Vita came to be, and it was all about IgN readers, tweet, was it all about our way.
2: pizza bet. The whole thing.
1: It, no, that was not mentioned. They, <laughs> they were they were more signing up at noon. But, and IGN
0: that, in that game's gonna tank, and some CEO is gonna be sitting there going, "That fucking that pizza bet, goddamn
2: pizza
1: bet ruined everything." Ten day. million dollars on a
2: pizza. I mean, uh, <laughs> Borderlands 2's new level cap comes out today, and I'm gonna be playing it. And I keep thinking about like, if I can't bring my like level seventy two character to Vita, am I gonna go through it all again? Yes, in, like, yes, you, are. yes you will. You're, You're Andrew Goldfarb. Yes, you, you, you will totally be I'm really excited for that game on Vita. Mm, mm
5: mm
0: Good. That, what was that? Did you? That was a, mm, 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 you did it in
2: there? <laughs> That's uh, part of my deal with 2K when okay. I talk about Borderlands. Uh, Campbell Soup, SF Soup Co., and, uh, and Borderlands. I have the same deal going. So.
0: <laughs> Multiple indie titles were revealed for PS4 and Vita at PAX, including Cosmic Star Heroin. Really? That's a real name? Yeah. Yeah. The latest from developer z Samurai Gun from Technopants. None of these words are real. These are real? (laughs) These sound like fake names.
1: This is back to Knob Switch, (laughs) (laughs) your other favorite game coming to the Vita. Uh,
0: From Technopants, the studio behind the web game Shoot First and puzzle roguelike game Road Not Taken from Spry Fox. This is all this is an elaborate prank. <laughs> Sony has also revealed that Indie Hit VVVVVV will be coming to PlayStation Vita. That's cool. No specific release dates have been confirmed, but expect more info soon.
2: Yep. Indie Great. man.
0: <clears throat> Sony loves those indies. Yeah, like uh, these all these fake game names in here.
1: <laughs> Kevin writes to Beyond at ign.com and says in a few short weeks Vita has gone from having not enough upcoming games to having too many to keep up with. Has Sony solved Vita's library size problem, or is the reliance on indie ports a problem as much as it is a solution? I think you're crazy.
2: I think that has always been Vita's... Vita has always had too many games. Like, Vita... Like, now, obviously, there are even more, but I don't don't think there was ever... Like, there was this perceived software drought that I don't think ever actually existed, in my opinion.
1: I think what it was, right, is that they... We always... Uh, talk about launch lineups being weak, right? Uh, especially as we look now at Xbox One and PlayStation Four, and we said, but we were very clear, even you know, Vita haters that Vita launched with an amazing lineup of like thirty-two, what, 32 games. games. Yeah. yeah, that's insane, <laughs> and a lot of them were awesome. And so I think that was the problem, right? Is that they kind of came out super strong, and then it went to a more reasonable release schedule, mm-hmm. right? But, but yeah, I mean, those I games that were reasonably me. released weren't an Assassin's Creed, and a Call of Duty year after, you know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're, sure. Those aren't on the horizon now, so people go wear the big temple games.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now you're getting, like, every week. It's Limbo, Hotline Miami, Spelunky, like, Flowers coming. Like, there are well, some so many cool... But means- those
1: aren't, like, brand new games either.
0: But sure, sure. That, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I, I, like, I don't... I, my, I play my 3DS a lot, and I don't go to it for Call of Duties and Assassin's Creeds and stuff right. like, that, like that. I would rather play something like... Uh, Spelunky on my 3DS and my Vita than I would I mean I have my consoles right so I think that that's the, that's the perception problem is that a lot of people still think that they should be playing big everything. AAA titles every
1: machine should play everything yes exactly
0: yeah. and I'm cool with playing Hotline Miami on Vita I'm cool with playing Spelunky on Vita like that's where I want to play those things like VVVVV v, 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 v. how many fucking V's are in this name um, six, six. Uh, <laughs> is it awesome game I don't know if you guys have played it mm-hmm. it's really good no, and it's it. yeah it's it's going to be awesome on Vita so that's really cool
1: No, I mean, that's exactly 100% right. I I played Hotline Miami on PC for game of the year consideration, but then it wasn't something that was so engaging to me at the Mm -hmm. time that I needed to turn on my PC and play it at home. But on my Vita, it's totally like, oh, man, I have five minutes to kill. I can't download my driver. I have five minutes to kill on the train. Sure, I'll pop it on and do it again.
0: You don't like walking around with WASD? (laughs) (laughs) WASD. I hate that shit. Digital Extremes has announced that the console version of free-to-play shooter Warframe will be a timed ps4 exclusive the developer explained that the title which will be available to download for free when the console launches on november 15th in north america and november 29th in europe will be exclusively available on sony's console for 3 months that's nice yeah tip of the you. money hat there tip of the money hat. i, I-, I got <laughs> the money like- finger <laughs>
1: Um, it, it's cool. Sorry, that, Colin's not here for insightful criticism. <laughs> I think Beyond just in The beyond, myriad of PlayStation exclusives. <laughs> I was drinking water. Beyond.
2: I think. Uh, Go Islanders. Beyond just doing indie stuff. I like that Sony is embracing free to play. Like I, I like Blacklight is coming. This is coming. Like I think it's. I don't know. Uh, DC Universe is already here. Play
1: your first PlayStation your Four team? game today. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you have a PS Four at home. <laughs> <laughs> he has got a Wazzy WASD machine. Wazzy. <laughs>
0: Uh, during its PAX panel today, Borderlands developer Gearbox confirmed that it is working on two new original games headed to next gen consoles. Ooh. While no details. I wish I. I in your news stories, you. Which is Ooh. Positive, right? Ooh. Ooh. I wonder what those could be, you guys. <laughs> I just say, um, at the end of the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> While no details were offered, Gearbox head Randy Pitchford teased that fans will be able to gain an early beta access to one of the titles as part of Gearbox's upcoming community day. When's that?
2: Uh, September 14th. It's actually cool. So, if you can't go, it's in Dallas. If you can't go online, you, for 20 bucks, you get um, a digital bonus pack, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's um, you get, yeah, so access to the beta for one of these upcoming next gen games. And then you also get their Homeworld HD remakes. You get a bunch of Borderlands content. You get the archived HD screen. There's like a bunch of stuff.
0: Okay. I'm not going to read all these last sentences you put in all these things because they're just like – Look out to IGN. For more of your – Head on over to IGN.com.
2: The dirty secret for how Colin does these and how I do these is that these are mostly just the first sentence and the last sentence of these articles combined. (laughs) Um, That's why this says the PAX panel today, which I forgot to delete. The PAX panel is like two days ago. Good. I'm dumb.
0: You're a monster. Way to date yourself. Yet again, <laughs> all right, gotta date someone. <laughs> uh, you set them up, uh, knock him down. It's all good to go. All right, um, a version of Time Splitters Rewind, the community-led multiplayer compilation of the first three Time Splitters games, is being worked on for PS4. Time Splitters Rewind is a community project being made by some of the series' original devs, along with fans, all blessed by Crytek. Project lead We've Michael blessed by Crytek. Yeah, you get our blessing. They just drive by us <laughs> first. Kiss the ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, project lead Michael Hubica explained that the team started working on the PS4 version despite not having been given the go-ahead to actually release it.
2: Yeah. That's so, cool. Yep, apparently. So if uh, you want to
0: make a PS4 game, just fucking make it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wild West. Don't Do let, let them want. catch up afterwards. Start start making them
0: now and, you know, wait for that blessing. <laughs> you have a blessing, son. <laughs> so this is interesting, right? This is um, a game being made by people who worked on... The original series, yep. and then also people who like the original series,
1: which yep. is, I, I thought the original series is kind of cool. I'll do something for yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, this They there was a big petition for this. It's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Damon shot a news video about it today.
1: I heard. Oh, IGN's check that out on, on IGN.com. IGN. IGN. Yeah. So, uh, click on over to YouTube.com/IGN
0: <laughs> for all of your Time sweater's Rewind news, reviews, previews, and. <laughs> Sony keep it is locked. Keep it locked right here. Beyond, what's up, everybody? Sony is allegedly working on a PlayStation 4 VR headset to rival the Oculus Rift.
1: Dun dun dun. Ooh.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Multiple anonymous sources tell Eurogamer, which I always read as Eurogamer, Sony was planning mm. to reveal the device at Gamescom last week before deciding to pull it at the 11th hour. It's now expected to surface officially sometime next year. Details about the device are thin, but it's apparently. Been demonstrated internally with DriveClub. Eurogamer points out that Evolution Studios also where Sony's worldwide studio stereoscopic stereoscopic 3D team is, so it makes sense that DriveClub would be tested with the device. Interesting. I like this. Yeah, I like I it. I
2: mean, I finally tried. <clears throat> Greg, you, you asked what you missed while you were gone. The most yeah. exciting thing in the world that happened was that I tried Oculus Rift finally. Oh, really? What'd you play? Um, I played like the three shitty demos. that we I, It was uh, the roller coaster one. The really weird flying through Saturn 1 mm-hmm. and uh like 10 seconds of half-life 2. Did
0: you play Girl Kisser?
2: No, I didn't. Well, I played that at home.
0: It's really good. You can <laughs> give smooches.
2: <laughs> I put
0: I'll, I I don't mean to,
1: I don't mean to one up you go far, but at uh-huh. packs I I, I use the Oculus Rift HD. Ooh, it. So it was in high Bobby definition. <laughs> no, I played Kiss the Lava the Lava Man. <laughs> 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 oh, I had to go exactly into a. a there was a lava lord, and then I flew. That that was the first time where I was like, oh man, this could be just a cool Superman game, or just yeah. a cool flying yeah. game. I, I want to make it clear that there's no lip flying attachment. I flew really slowly, <laughs> yeah. flying through rings and
2: Kryptonite frog. <laughs> I like how every joke we made about Oculus Rift is about kissing. No lip attachment for Oculus Rift. Yeah, just just your eyes. Not yet. Yeah, that's Fingers true. Crossed. Who knows? So but this yeah, is cool. It be cool I like Sony this. competed. Yeah, I mean, it would, of any first party, right? Like, I think people are wondering who will be the first uh, Microsoft or Sony, or I guess Nintendo, but it wouldn't be Nintendo, to, like, embrace Oculus Rift Wahoo! officially. Um, and, I mean, if Sony is making their own first party thing, you wonder if Microsoft's move is to try and buy Oculus or announce official support for Oculus. Like, it'll be really interesting seeing how this shakes out if this is real.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's real?
2: Um, I believe that they're testing something. I don't know if I believe that they would release it so soon after the PS4, but maybe.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think it's, it's sort of divides people when you don't have just these things in the box. Right. To begin with. Well, like, look, it's, yeah, yeah, I it's
2: a move thing. Move yeah. In, yeah, yeah, move and, and connect were great examples of that. They came, like, halfway through the generation. Like, if you're going to launch, like, this crazy, like, headset and, and all these cool features for the PS4, like, exactly. You want to do it now. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to do it a year later. Unless it's like their experiences for it that are so compelling that that they really think people will buy it. Yep. But like a, for Move, I don't think there Greg. Was.
0: Let me ask you something, sort yeah. of off the cuff. Sure. Um, and I, um, you feel free the rest to...
1: of the show is so well planned.
0: Yes. But feel free. To... I don't. I don't know if this impedes on something you're doing with IGN already. Okay. But uh, you guys said you kind of informally walked around PAX and asked people about. Oh, we talked about this on the GamesCube panel. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We about we, which next gen systems they're thinking. About. Right. So what, what, what was? Because I mean, we're so inside. Over sure. Here, right? Now
1: here's the thing about the. We, well, basically, ladies and gentlemen, we want we're putting together a feature here from people on the show floor. And, you know, we asked them if they wanted pl- PlayStation 4, Xbox, or and they could take. They could say neither. They could say both. They could say whatever sure. they want. PlayStation 4 dominated in terms of the r- responses. However, I'm always quick to point this out about when IGN does a survey. This was not scientific. This was right. an, I tweeted initially. Do you want to be in an IGN? And video come here. Well, most people who follow me probably might be leaning towards PlayStation. Yes. yes. And so then when we when we finish the video, Tim's like our producer. He's like, we should probably get more Xboxes. Like you know, what I mean, because this wasn't. We're not doing the video's point isn't like. The definitive answer of what yes, the community thinks—it's oh, like next-gen. It's comes. more like what, which one is the community buying and why? Yeah. And so we went around, and then when we went around, we did do random people. And I was like, "Hey, are you?" You know, it seemed like it was going more Xbox One. Okay. Or at least that I guess, and maybe that's even shaded a bit different too, because it was more just like Jose from Electric Playground walked by, and I'm like, "Jose, <gasps> you want Xbox One or right. PS4?" more? He's like, "Xbox One." I'm like, "Get over here!" I wow. Film him real quick. And wow, that's like, cool.
0: Yeah, There's no, different I'm, people like that. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by that because I, I feel
1: like we blow things out of proportion a little bit sure. in our own bubble. But. Well, that, we, the Cube panel we did. Thanks to everybody who came out to that, by the way, on Monday at PAX. That was, uh, I think it was five, you know, wild next-gen predictions. And mm-hmm. my prediction was that in the first year and a half, that Xbox One is going to outsell PlayStation Four in the United States. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back you up right there. I think, I think, right. I think we are in this echo chamber of being hardcore gamers, and we think that everybody's just like us. Yeah. And like every, everybody's gonna see that. Oh man, well Microsoft did this, that, and the other, and it's a hundred dollars more. and yep. da, 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 da. No one's gonna see that. They're gonna come out, and I still think it's gonna be. Well, I have this friends list. I want to bring that friends list to the next generation mm-hmm. when I buy it, when it, whenever. That you know actually becomes yep. a thing to do.
2: I I agree, about. The, you want to bet a pizza? The, <laughs> sure, I love betting pizzas. I'm not eating pizza for. like Mitchell two months, Morgan, but, quit your um,
1: job. Quit working at school. Quit yeah, going keep going to track of all these.
2: So I agree. Like I've been saying that for a while, right? Yeah, like of course, like we live in this community of people who are talking about all these E3 announcements that no one in the real world cares about or knows yeah. about. But that said, I think the like don't forget that PlayStation Two is like the best selling console ever and was like yeah. this huge massive movement in the US especially in Japan obviously but like I, I think there are people who will see the $100 price tag and are willing to switch back to PS4 like I don't think it's sure. necessarily Microsoft's game to win
1: I, I think it's yeah sure. I mean like what I, we're talking about how Xbox One needs to advertise, right? And Especially yeah. coming up here when it's going to start ramping up. And people were asking, you know, oh, man, is that when they're going to start talking about the TV stuff again? And I think if they do that, that's a horrible misstep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I always say this, like, right? The Wii is the example of how to market your console. The Wii came out. Was marketed towards people like me. We have a new Zelda game. You're going to be able to download every NES game you ever missed. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I got it, and I brought it home, and my mom saw we bowling, and that was it. Yep. Trick, yeah, trick. Yeah, we're the Trojan horse, right? And that's why PlayStation Four would have a shot with this virtual reality stuff, right? And the fact that they are, like I've said so many times now, they've doubled down on core gamers. They want to make you happy. That's what they're, you know, they're yeah. trying, you know, and they yeah. want to make money. Obviously, that's the and that's the overall thing. But they see that their path to be successful is to make the console that a gamer wants. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they need to do, and that's what Microsoft needs to market it as so that Microsoft gets into people's homes, people come over who are, like, casual gamers who only play Madden, who only play Call of Duty, you are know, like, oh, you got the new Xbox? Let me see. Whoa, graphics are so much better. Oh, this, this NBA stuff's cool, whatever. I can bring all my friends over? All yep. my friends still? My clans? Oh, wait, I'm playing Call of Duty uh, Ghosts right now on Xbox 360. You're telling me all my progress goes to Xbox One? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but
2: yeah. the other thing to... Totally. Th- I mean... I agree with that, but again, like Sony's coming out November fifteenth, right? Yeah. They announced that at Gamescom. Everyone thinks Microsoft is going to come out in Call of Duty Day on November fifth, but it's like if they were, I feel like they would have announced it. There was another. It there's another
1: rumor too that I, that had, hit at PAX, right? That it was actually maybe now past ps4 well
2: that that's what i'm saying I, it has to be because if, if they were coming out before ps4 they would have said that like the moment ps4 announced because like microsoft would have wanted to come out and be like oh like for once we win on the pr spinning like we we're once. before sony blah 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 oh, but it's like yourself. the fact that it's now been over a week and they haven't said anything makes me think they're probably launching the week after yeah because black friday is not till the 29th so they can yeah. still launch on the. and and ryan mccaffrey pointed out uh november 22nd would be eight years to the day from when the xbox 360 launched
3: mm God, See? eight
0: years. Oh, God, yeah. that's insane to me. Cheese, Louise.
2: Yep.
0: Cheese and crackers. Oh, um, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. No, but that's, that's like this. Greg totally nailed it. To, like it's it, like the core guys kind of get what they want on the first day. And so that's why I, I, you can't even really trust like the first three months where the numbers here. Right. Because yeah. after that, if people are like, man, I love it for my ESPN stats or whatever. Or somebody else is like, man, I really love that thing I can do with PS4. You know that's that's where that's, <laughs> I love guys, the playroom. <laughs> yeah, those guys are really what ultimately decide. Like the P, you mentioned the PS2. The PS2 sold the way it sold was because it was a cheap DVD player. Sure, right. And that was a Trojan horse there. Like the fact that games came out for it, and it was probably one of the best game libraries of any console. Well, I've that made.
1: first year, of the PS2, it was a DVD player. Period. Yeah, like, right. What were you playing on? Oni Madden. Okay, no, fine. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. It was. That's what his whole po- soul port. Purpose was, and then yes. a year later, GTA Three came out and changed yeah. everything. So I mean, yeah. people,
0: the, the casuals we bitch about, and all those people, they ultimately decide the. Like, no, I mean, when we when there's like a convention or a press conference, and somebody's like, "Now here's Wonderbook for ten minutes." Mm-hmm. They want that. They want Wonderbook to sell fifty million PS3s, and so it did. If, yeah. No, 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 no. So if it does, then you can look at that install base and go, "Hey, there's a hundred million people on this thing, and people will make games for it."
2: So, right. It's true, and don't forget also that like. You know, like we were just saying, Titanfall, and Infamous, and some like the real next-gen experiences, and then stuff that hasn't even been announced yet is going to yeah. come in the year following the console. You know, so like, like we are obviously talking about pre-orders and all this stuff, but like there are plenty of people who don't care about getting it day one. Like they'll oh, buy yeah. it in 2014. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like right now, I don't know. I I think it's actually really interesting because for the first time. You know, since I've worked at IGN, I I don't think there is a clear-cut – well, Xbox is – like, I would have told you before the consoles were announced that it was, like, Xbox was fine and it was theirs to lose and they couldn't fuck it up. But, like, after all this PR mistakes and now being a $100 more expensive and all this stuff, yeah. like, Sony could outsell Xbox One. Yeah, it's possible.
1: Goldfarm, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought I saw this headline while I was gone that there's now a PlayStation 4 bundle. That's the same price as the Xbox One, but it, it's the camera, the system, and two
2: controllers and Killzone, I believe. Ooh, that's um, an awesome. Really? Deal. I, yeah. Can
1: I upgrade my deal to yeah. that? I don't what... now.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it oh, is, God is God. Europe or, or something. I, I don't think it's. I don't Damn, think it's been you. like fully. Oh, it's me, Kiss McDonald. Also... controllers <laughs>
1: over here giving it.
2: There was also a bundle <laughs> one for
0: her and the governor.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Amazon US over the weekend though did do a bundle for four hundred and sixty dollars that had an extra controller with it, and I think NAC was bundled in. So they're they're clearly whether it's retailer oriented or whether these are official. So Sony you're models, basically getting NAC
0: for free then, because like what the controller is sixty bucks.
2: Uh, probably or fifty okay. or sixty. Yeah, I think yeah, sixty. Um, so I don't know. Like I think that one is a retail retail bundle that they that Amazon created, whereas the the Killzone double controller camera uh-huh. one was like at least from the picture was like a real Sony bundle, but um. I, I might be wrong, but I don't believe that's been, like, officially announced and confirmed for
1: everywhere yet. Okay.
6: What
1: else we cool. got on the Roper Report? One more? Yeah, one more. It's um, <laughs> owners... been a good show. Yeah?
0: I like you guys. Well, it's I've about It's you. about to get bad. Boom! Owners of the recently released Rayman Legends on PlayStation Vita have discovered that it appears to be missing a rather large chunk of single-player levels.
1: Dun-dun-dun! Ooh.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soupy. <laughs> the 28 levels in question, 28. Levels in question comprise the Invasion Challenges, a hardcore speedrun mode that mashes existing levels together. The total number of collectible teensies in the Vita version is reduced from 700 to 615. Oh my god, the teensies. 85 less teensies. It's a teeny bit smaller.
1: Brian, you're, you're, you're <laughs> actually, you actually you and go are you're the bigger fan. Yes. I'm not gonna take this yes. away from you, but you're both sure. huge fans of Rayman. Yep. Wow. Does this matter? What's happening? Yes. Actually, it it's compl- more bullshit, right? that They just didn't tell anybody. It's it's bullshit. Yeah.
0: It's bullshit that they said that all these games are the same and you can get it on the same platform. they everything's fine. Blah blah blah. Um, these levels have been playing them over the weekend. Yeah. Are fantastic. You're playing on the Wii U, yes. Okay. And they're they're really really fun. They're really good. They're actually perfect for the Vita because they're smaller, bite sized time trial based levels. That basically there's uh, like three characters you need to save, and they're strapped to fireworks. Okay. And the slower you are in beating them, the fireworks shoot them off into the sky and blow them up and kill them. So um, it's just a, your basic like you know bronze, silver, gold challenge. Sure, mode. sure, sure. <laughs> And they're levels that unlock in between the main levels that you're progressing through. So, yeah, they are bonus levels, but they're perfect for something like mobile or for Vita or handheld or something so like that. But
2: the way I see it, uh, the Vita version was announced, what, like six months after – or several months after the other yeah. – e- even not even the Wii U version, but it just went not expanded to PS3 and, and Xbox 360. The Vita version was announced so much later, and it's also, I believe – I want to say it's Ubisoft Barcelona, maybe. Okay. It's it's B- not B- Montpellier. Like that version, <laughs> that version is not. Thank you for that. Maybe if that they didn't version... listen to that song so
0: much, they fucking put these levels in. <laughs>
2: Um, or maybe it's Sophia. It's it's one of the other studios. Oh, okay. um, well, that's but anyway, not as it good is a the, the point S- being S- that S- it's, it's, it's not being developed at Montpellier with the other version. So right. I'm just saying, like number one, it started later, as far as we know. Number two, not being handled internally. This is easily something that could be coming after. They could be patching this in. Now that said, it still obviously impacts whether or not you should buy the Vita one right now. If you're interested in that, and it yeah. you know obviously like. You know, will be reflected in our review. I'm sure. Sure, but, sure. And but I, I, I think it could still come.
0: And I'll say this: um, the game is fantastic. I haven't played it on Vita. I just got my copy today, so I'll try it out. But uh, I don't think that, like, if this is the only way you can play this game, go ahead and still get it. You're missing out 28 awesome levels
1: that hopefully will get patched in. Down the I was going to but... say they have to be patched in, right? you yeah. uh, When we came in to record yeah. this, Ubisoft had not commented, right? Yeah. yeah. I, the, the comment has to be coming that either we mistakenly remove them or. We thought, well, that's, we told yeah. you. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's, that, that's
2: what I was just saying. Like, I mean, development started later. Like, it could be as simple as like, oh, yeah, those are obviously coming. Like, just they're not ready at launch. Oh, sure. I mean, cause like, I mean, because
0: there's nothing about these levels that I played that are on the on the console versions that scream, these are impossible to port. You yeah. know, all the assets are there. The game still looks just as beautiful on Vita. Although, you know, it, it actually, we write about games for a living here. But it it this morning when we were talking about this, it kind of showed that. We're very stupid with some things because, like Sam, who's over on our wikis team, was just like, "Well, I don't get it. Why don't they just click a button and port them all over?" And <laughs> we were like, like "I Shut don't up, think it's stupid. that easy." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, there's already 400 levels anyway, so it should be fine." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but if you went, you know, if you went to buy some, some a house and it was missing a room, you, you know, just go into
1: the lines of code and change <laughs> PS3 yeah. to Vita, and, and the system immediately <laughs> understand what's happening." Yeah, From not to call him out because I mean, we're all, we're all very stupid. We're, we're all incredibly so. stupid. People. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's see what the readers are saying. Yay! Remember to be part of the show. Plays people. Hi, listeners. Hey, listeners. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to podcast Beyond. Brad, Brad. Uh Remember to be part of the show Beyond at IGN.com, <laughs> Just like Sebastian did, he's got a Last of Us question. Uh, it's not a spoilery question, okay? But I can see where we're going to get towards spoilery stuff. So, okay. Tread, tread lightly. Own. Yeah.
2: Tread. Lightly. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
1: Hey, Beyond Team. I was wondering about The Last of Us and if it will ever have an Uncharted Golden Abyss type thing for the Vita. Not necessarily a prequel, but maybe tell an story on the Vita instead of a DLC on the PlayStation 3 version. Hmm. What do you think? Will it ever happen? No. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I think... No. Uh, I, <clears throat> I, I don't think they will. I think they won't let that one leave Naughty Dog's hands, right? Yeah. At least not anytime soon.
2: Right. Maybe after a sequel and after proving it as a franchise or whatever, but... I, I think it's way too soon for them to want to do that. I, I'm actually really interested to see how they approach the single-player DLC because, yeah. um, you know, when people ask me what I wanted out of Bioshock DLC, I always say I just did not even want it to be Booker and Liz. And, like, I'm interested in what they're doing, but personally, I hope the DLC for The Last of Us, like, isn't about Joel and Ellie. <laughs> I would love for it to be about it Yeah, we I would briefly love for talked about a this story. on a
1: Beyond the other day, and that was the thing, right, is, like, I would love for The Last of Us DLC to not be Joel and Ellie to be... Ishmael's story yeah. to be Joel and his brother's story during the twenty years, or just how yep. they b- fell apart, or, or Marlene, whatever. or any number of other things. But the question, I mean, like if then we get into the realist, the realistic expectations of making video games, right? And it's like, of course, it's got to be Joel and Ellie, right? They've already made be. those characters. They exactly, have they, all this, they did the mocap all for this it. Data, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like, and it over hit the, hit the change a lot of. Well, I'm saying <laughs> that they recorded it all at once, They're not all so, of yeah. a sudden, like you know, Marlene's no, a playable character for
2: sure. I think you're totally right. It's the same thing. I mean, when I. Going back to Bioshock, when I was at Irrational, talked to them about that. Like the second part of the DLC, you're going to be playing as Elizabeth, and it's like mm-hmm. they were like, we would love to make that a whole different thing, or it's like third person, or it plays totally differently. But like we're not making a new game; yeah. it's still DLC for an existing game. Like, and then it would take like five years to develop. So it's like I think the point is like right. it will realistically just be Joel and Ellie again. And as far as like a Vita version or like a spinoff or any number of other things, like the, this sold incredibly well. The Last of Us is so hot right now; like it's it's people are excited about it. People are excited for the DLC. But until they do a second one that follows up on that, Sony's Mm -hmm. not going to put money into, like...
0: I think that had the Vita been released this fall for the first time ever, that would have been the chance. To get something like that there, like I think that's sure, the reason we sure. got Uncharted there was because right. it was just sort of like strike while the iron's hot. Here's this new thing. Let's get all the PlayStation fans over while they're still excited about you know. I guess it was Uncharted two at the time.
2: It was Uncharted three. It was, was it right three? after. Yeah, three. It, it was just, right. So three. three was okay. in okay. the fall. In cool. Cool. yeah, yeah I was, and this I was, was in February. This. this was like three months after. So that. I think
0: like like yeah, that would have been the the chance. And I think maybe if the Vita had twenty five million more people playing it right now, there'd be conversations like that yes. going on. But I, I think we,
2: that that's the best point actually. Yeah, if. if Vita was incredibly successful and they knew that there was a lot of crossover from the PS3 audience. Then, yeah, then I can see them having that conversation. Maybe we'll like, get a card game. Yeah, fight for fortune.
1: <laughs> that, and that's something to think about, too. And I mean, we, I've already talked about the fact that you know, Sony's goal here is to make money, yeah. but it's also to keep cu- customers happy. Sure. A- does The Last of Us Vita cheapen it? It's not going to look as good. You're not going to have that sound. You're not going to have those graphics. And then, like, you know, in Uncharted game right like uncharted is a pulp adventure like you have fun with that they already had done like the eye of injury comics and all this other goofy (laughs) crap right like it's you maybe you're more willing to wrap your head around it but this is like such an adult story i think it's part of
2: it like i would like the the Art, art loving dude in me wants art to believe that's dude, what it is living <laughs> inside like, Andrew like, I, mean, I would, lo- I would look I, like I would love to say that it's for creative reasons and it's because they don't want to cheapen the experience. But realistically, no, it's because it's not a viable franchise yet. Like, why would they do The Last of Us on Vita before God of War and Infamous and Gran Turismo yeah. and all of their more <laughs> successful franchises? It just like it wouldn't make sense.
1: I, d- I, think, I, I think right now, if you could announce The Last of Us via, you would... Yeah, and then it would People come would out get... a year later. Like, I,
2: I don't think... Unless they have been secretly developing this game, sure. and they can well, ride fine. the wave right now. It just doesn't make sense for them.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. Because I think, I think,
2: again, The Last of Us was a hot new thing. It was really interesting. Like, they marketed it really well. It did tremendously well when it launched. Will a sequel perform that well? Will it just be, oh my god, it's the same thing as the first game? Like, we don't Absol- know. No,
0: absolutely a sequel perform that well. Absolutely.
2: I mean, there's no way to predict that. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think I do We're think predicting they are, it. it I'm
0: predicting it right now. That uh, it will sell last, as well as the first uh, one? The Last of Us sequel will sell better than the first one did. I'm
2: going to say okay. that now right Here,
0: Now, here's, here's Pizza's what I, left I, and right.
3: here's what <laughs> I want to, to be
1: careful now. <laughs> okay. You're throwing out this pizza bet. Are you, what if it comes to PlayStation 4? Then your numbers are immediately uh, handicapped. Uh, that's my concern. Well, and that, that's huh. part and we, of what I am
2: saying, is that know, like, the Vita install base is so much smaller than PS3 that it doesn't... The audience isn't there yet for The Last of Us. It could be. But I just don't think it. Makes I just sense realized for Sony that to yeah, if, that money if this to it.
0: game comes to Vita as a, like a Last of Us 1.5, that's technically a sequel that will sell worse than iOS. Yeah. God <laughs> <laughs> God. Yes. I tried <laughs> to make yeah, it. I, yeah.
2: I, I just think in general, like I love the idea of it. I think it would be really interesting. But I just think Sony knows that it would be smarter to do a God of War on Vita that is guaranteed to, to move even units. with the small Vita small base uh, install
1: base, that's going to move units in the way Last of Us would.
0: And I just want to have dinner with you.
1: <laughs> Eric writes in and says Beyond. 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 I was recently comparing trophies with Greg and noticed that he doesn't have a single The Last of Us trophy.
3: Oh uh,
1: how did that happen? <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. Beyond. Well, Eric, everybody watching the podcast, the podcast. <laughs> I've actually never beaten The Last of Us. What the fuck? Nah, I'm fucking around. No, I... <laughs>
0: I was like, are you kidding? I was on spoiler cast with you,
1: like, <laughs> I'm just like, this, like, it was really weird. It
3: was really weird like, when you, Joel turned into an elephant. T- no,
2: <laughs> it's, uh, you, you go fucking, back and watch them. It's like this weird Sixth Sense moment where Greg... Was, <laughs> I'm not even there. <laughs> yeah, Greg didn't say anything these days I'm just so like, oh, setting shit.
3: everything up. I'm
1: like, well, I think we all can agree it was a pretty controversial ending. Right, <laughs> That's guys?
2: he yawns and he looks at a cheat sheet on his head. He's like, oh,
0: No, what
1: happened, you know, we're lucky enough to get games early. And so I played Last of Us on a debug unit. It. And since oh. I couldn't tell people I had the game, I had to play offline. Yep. And then, of course, as you know, the PlayStation Network's a tricky beast. Imagine how tricky it is on a debug console trying to connect to retail servers. Uh, I've never, I don't think since I've been allowed to connect online, I've sunk those trophies because it's going to take like a half an hour. Sure. So okay, one great. day I'll turn that debug back on to play something else, and that's when they'll all sync up. I exactly. remember that. Uh, I remember all that. two of them, I think. Or one of them, right? Or no, uh, two for beating it. I beat I've, it on whatever you
2: play on normal got the easy trophy and then right. you, you probably got the crafting trophy too uh, no I didn't get the crafting one so I played in a debug and I have trophies in The Last of Us is all I want to say
3: I'm,
1: you sunk yeah you sunk it <laughs> when Somebody you could somebody's a liar. I just still do the exact story I'll take a photo sure. of Portillo next to the debug tonight you'll see it's at home on I'll, I'll sink it tonight yeah sure like, everybody's like, off like my a good brain. liar yeah so I cover my tracks <laughs> that I just admitted to fucking blame the dog sure Tam writes into to come. He says, hey guys, beyond. Beyond, beyond. in Australia. Oi. Kills on mercenaries out on the fourth of September. It's already the second, but no reviews anywhere. Why? Well Tim
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all about
1: it's all about embargoes. Tim people give us the game early. We have yeah. to if if a game gets to us early, we have to adhere to the embargo the publisher sets, right? An embargo, of course, meaning that you can't write about or talk about anything until this day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of course, we have it early it's they're doing us a solid so then these are the restrictions yeah. on it yeah. if you buy it in the store obviously you could live stream it immediately and do whatever you want uh our Kills on mercenary review is going live this week one and only column where you're already working on it one of the reasons i believe he's too busy to come to this podcast so there you go look for that soon
2: yeah uh and we like, we can say we've we've been playing it as well we have been playing it as well
4: yeah. i haven't played it. i, will I just playing gave it you too. a code today yes I playing. Now, it today.
1: we can get on that multiplayer yeah. we'll shoot some turtles I haven't played that game either. (laughs) No, there's no Turtles. Shoot. At least in the level or two I've played so far. Uh, Next question comes from Jose Luis from Mexico. Hi, everybody. Hi. I need two advices. First, (laughs) I have pre-ordered my PlayStation 4, and I'm going to buy a Vita soon. I know PlayStation Plus have always been a great deal, but my PS3 memory is already full. What do you think I should do? Buy now the PlayStation Plus and an external hard drive, or wait till I have the PlayStation 4 and then buy the membership.
2: So I'll give him a couple advices here. Um, I think the first one is that like it, it's if you have the money to buy it, buy it now because it crosses over to PS3, to mm-hmm. Vita, to everything else. But the other thing that's nice about it is like you can free up space in your hard drive because right. your saves and everything are going to the cloud. You can delete the game itself, and then you're good to go.
0: You can also subscribe to PlayStation Plus and then queue up a download and then not actually download the whole thing. Exactly. Right. Yep. And then it goes into your system memory forever as knowing that your account has linked this game. And then even when it gets pulled off of the store for not existing PlayStation yeah, Plus. Yeah, when it's members, no longer a PlayStation Plus. You deal. still have it forever, right? Am yep. I right Yeah, there? as long as you okay. continue
2: to be a subscriber to PlayStation yes, Plus. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I would just pay just because it's what 50 bucks a year. You can probably get a deal somewhere and it, it, I've seen just the last I mean, what's that game that just popped up on Vita Machinarium or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, i would never heard new, of it. That that's game a new before. PlayStation Plus. time. And yeah. I just downloaded it for free the other day. Yeah. And I was playing it over the weekend. I was like, this is really cool. And I wouldn't have done that had I not gotten this. And right. if in a month it's gone, then I'd be sitting there. That's not the crazy know. thing yeah.
1: about me for PlayStation Plus. If I was on the outside and didn't have a job where I, you know, get to play all these games yeah. all the time, you could buy PlayStation Plus and just rely on that to yeah. play new games and totally. when things totally. Come around.
2: totally. For so long. Yeah and, yeah. and that's the thing. Especially like, between
0: um, both platforms.
1: Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I, that's why, like, the question should you wait for PS4? No, because you're missing out on deals in the time that you wait. And you can those games to your queue. Yeah, yeah. My,
1: my, yeah. My, my advice would be to buy it as well. Uh, I I think what you're hitting on Goldfarb with uh, cloud saving is a great idea. That's where you can put everything to protect it and then delete it off your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're clearing out your game data utility too, where all those giant installs go. Jose, you go you pop in there. You know you can delete those installs and then if six months from now you pop back in, I don't know, dishonored, you can reinstall it too if Dishonored is one that inquires. And re-install. Yeah, and all those
0: you know those uh, hot women wallpapers you got going. Yeah, on all on. your yeah. all your all
1: your themes there. But <laughs> yeah, I would totally do it. Now, his second question is, what bundle of the Vita would you recommend I begin with? I've already beaten The Walking Dead on PS3, so I don't want that on the Vita, so that bundle's out of the question. There's a PlayStation Plus bundle Yep. that comes bundled with it uh, and has gra- it has Cat from Gravity Rush the on the instant cover. instant game collection. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Totally get that one. There you go. Yeah,
2: I mean, honestly, you can also get really insane deals on just the plain doesn't come with anything one. And then, like, the problem is, like, what I did when I bought my friend Mike a Vita uh, for his birthday recently was I actually bought him the 3G bundle that came with an 8 gig memory card Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it came with like uh, Super Stardust and something else Um, because it was cheaper to buy that this was before the price drop, but it was cheaper to buy that than it was to buy a Wi-Fi one anyway because Amazon has it like super deeply discounted and then you're getting a memory card you're getting a couple games and it was only whatever like 300 bucks with everything um, so honestly, I would say go with a sale. Like like go to Amazon, go to Target, go to Best Buy, find whatever the cheapest bundle is and just do that one. Can whatever you, still, gets you, can the you still get the
0: white one outside of the Assassin's Creed bundle? No, I think it's only the I don't think you ever really? could, could you? Yeah. Oh, man. Because yeah, well, that's how I got it. I love that one.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah I mean, that's the thing. Like it, the Call of Duty bundle probably didn't sell super well and it is being marked down at certain retailers. Like there are pictures on, um, on Gaff and Reddit all the time of like a Vita bundle marked down to like... 189 that includes call of duty and like if you can i mean obviously those are you know few and far between but if you can find a deal like that like just get the system in your hands and then worry about buying the memory card sure and everything else. totally agree
3: okay
1: david writes in with the final question for the week hey guys and beyond beyond
2: beyond
3: can you
1: believe it GTA 5 releases in about three weeks' time, exclamation point. How much has changed in the world of PlayStation 3 since GTA 4 released in 2008? What did GTA 4 mean for the PlayStation 3 then compared to what GTA 5 means for the PS3 now? Also, where were all of you when the last GTA was released? Thanks and beyond, oh, man. David. I was here at IGN. I got to play it early, and it was the <laughs> game that pushed me to finally buy a widescreen TV. An HD TV. Oh, really? Because I, I was still, I had my giant CRT from Missouri that I was playing games on, and I couldn't read the map, and I was finally just like, fuck it. I gotta go. <laughs> We're going to Costco. Come on. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I was a senior in college, and uh, or maybe a junior. I was in college, um, and I played like nonstop. Like, that was one of those games. It's like what I love so much about uh, the World of Save video from a while back. Right. Uh, is like that feeling of just like bloodshot eyes and you want to go to sleep, but you're still just playing because mm-hmm. yeah. you just want yeah, to keep yeah. going. And like that was totally me with GTA 4. Like I just – not even necessarily doing missions but just driving around sure. that yeah, city. Yeah, totally. Um, especially like knowing New York a little bit at that time. Like just I loved all the parallels and finding me too. everything.
0: Me too. I, yeah, I, I was in New Jersey. I had just moved out of New York, and that was the last time I went to a midnight launch event. Oh game. wow! So I bought GTA 4 at midnight, and I stayed up until six o'clock in the morning playing. Yeah. A bunch of friends came over, and I was sitting there, big TV, big bottle of booze, and a whole bunch of friends eating popcorn and watching us. That's you awesome know, playing the game. Well,
2: like that's your your the story. thing about GTA. Like, I mean, he asks how, like, kind of the the ecosystem has changed now versus then, like. I'm actually surprised GTA Online impressed me as much as it did. I, mean, yeah. I we haven't played it, obviously, but it's like when they added multiplayer to GTA, I was kind of rolling my eyes. Yeah. But like GTA 4's <clears throat> multiplayer is really cool. Like, fun, I mean, the yeah. fact that it just throws you into the whole open world, and like GTA Online is like that times a thousand, it looks like. It's like, like a much bigger and broader mode than yeah, that. I, like, I
0: would say that's probably the biggest change in terms of what he's talking about between the climate of the PS3 years ago and now is just there now, actually is an online. There's an online. <laughs> infrastructure now yeah. that people want to fuck with sure you know? and it's
2: also like I mean now like then Rockstar was sort of like because that was before Red Dead that was before a lot of these right, things like right. where Rockstar was just the undisputed king of open world like now like that was even kind of before the rise of Assassin's Creed into what it is now so it's yeah, like yeah. you really there are all of these open world franchises I think it's really interesting up against Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed 4 and you know obviously Infamous is coming and like all of these cool open world games like and Saints Row obviously has become successful like is Rockstar still that much better than everybody else at the open world game we'll find
1: out yeah
0: we'll, well see i mean that's that's a really interesting point actually because the open world genre that they pretty much spearheaded you know or cr- created a, 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 to be what it is as we know of it now has changed so much since gta 4 yeah. um in just terms of freedom and maneuverability like just the way you can get around even in watchdogs i mean you can there's like mild parkour elements in that game right like, there mm-hmm. are there's some free running stuff there's some Assassin's Creed building scaling.
2: There's even GTA stuff. like, playing like the Watch Dogs demo. you can fucking
0: fly in Saints Row 4. <laughs> I'm right. flying in that game. But,
2: like, Watch Dogs, playing Watch Dogs at Gamescom, it's like, you can walk up to a car and steal it and drive around the city and fuck off objectives. Like, it, it still feels like a fun, open-world, drive-around yeah. game.
0: So, I don't know. It, it might feel kind of weird to play a GTA... To, to, to play be grounded. A world, yeah, and not be able to climb up that building or blow up whatever I want and, you know, uh, to fly or something like Hack that. Hack a traffic like, light. Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I'm actually... I always like the GTA games that have a little more fun, where they're like, "Here's a jetpack, and you know, right, here's yeah. a the scooter, and all the you can crash planes and all this other stuff." And there's some of that stuff in GTA V, but I think like the more they make these games look realistic, it, it's harder to do those type of things. Right, that's when it starts but, that rubber, which is why Dead Rising Three has this really weird thing going <laughs> on for it right now, where it's like it's a realistic cartoon.
3: <laughs> so
0: I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Like I. I play Assassin's Creed games. so You can run around the entire building and jump on roofs and stuff like that. And I can't imagine doing that in GTA. Like, you're getting chased by a cop and you run up a building.
2: GTA almost goes in the other direction, though. It's like they're keeping it grounded, but they're letting you do everything. Like, I mean, you can still, like, fly jets and fly helicopters and all that shit. But it's also, like, you can play... A full game of golf. You can play eighteen holes of golf, and mm-hmm. you can go bowling, and you can do like all these things. That it's like, yeah, those are like real life things, which is weird to to think about. But at the same time, it's like you could conceivably sit down and play GTA for like months and months and months, and it's almost like forty games shoved into this one bigger game. See,
0: but I don't know if I like that though, because I mean, if I want to play a tennis there's game, there's
2: wave on... race, Brian. Okay, you now love, I love wave race. race. No, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's gonna be really weird to yeah. see. Like we, you talk about like. It was starting something with GTA 4, right? Starting that next gen at the time right? Yeah. of Xbox yeah. 360. and PlayStation 3 it was super young. And now here we are closing it out with this GTA yeah. game and see how far rock stars come, let alone if they can compete, or how they compete in this open world game so, now that exists. Do you I guys have a think question.
2: it's. Oh.
0: What's no, oh. I was going to say real quick. Do you guys think that it's shocking or surprising at all that there have been literally no conversations about them making any effort well, that's, to bring their game on to no, the platforms. No. Oh, I don't know and that's exactly right. About- well, I mean publicly. Well, where that's exactly like, Hey, we're there on day 1.
2: No, because they they can't do that, right? Like that's exactly what I was about to ask you actually, like they can't say now and after launch, you'll be able to get it on PC and next gen because then people aren't going to buy it on current gen. Like I mean, they they want to ride out the install base now, like like launch it as though you would launch any big tentpole game. And then yeah, like I'm I have no doubt that when they announce the PC version, there will probably be like a PS4, Xbox One okay. version of GTA Five. I just think they can't say it yet. Because like I, it cannibalizes their own sales if they do that. It's sort of like um, everyone thought it was weird last week. Nintendo was like, the Wii, Wii U. U is dropping $50 a month in from 30 days. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, who would buy a Wii U in those 30 days knowing yeah. that they can save 50 bucks? And I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, if you're getting an gen console and you're already spending 500 bucks, like, right now you're like, oh, but I love GTA. So I'm going to spend 60 and still play it on my Xbox 360. But it's like... You wouldn't do that if you knew on the horizon you can play I mean, th- all the long There files had to be conversations
0: going on behind the scenes where Microsoft was like, look, we'll give you $500 million. Yeah.
2: Let's get sure. it there on to day one. to have it day one. Yeah. yeah that'd I be mean, amazing. I'm, right? Part of me is surprised that didn't happen. But yep. so, I mean, they've got ghosts on day one, so they, sure. they have their, their bread and butter.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Podcast Beyond, episode 307. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, Podcast Beyond posts every Tuesday on IGN.com, where you should go. And read all the articles, watch all the videos, and then message Brian about crazy things. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> all right, one, all right. Uh, they keep up with us through Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over, Greggy. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. Oh, it was, was wobbly, pretty, yeah. but I got there. I, I'm, I was a big. I did it. I'm I'm very impressed. Brian, is
2: it true that Greg got it right the week that I was out? Yes, because he claims he does. So you it's something about you being in the room he with beat me? The Last of Us.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> <it's
3: getting>
1: <laughs> oh my God, ladies and gentlemen! Every podcast beyond ends with a song and a segment we call Ryan's wrap up. Today's song comes from Ben. Hey, everybody. My cool techno musician friend, who goes by the name DJ Confetti Pancakes, is really good, and I would heart it if you featured Knob Switch and DJ Confetti Pancakes. Featured <laughs> on Ryan's wrap up this week. If you like it, then you can find their stuff on Bandcamp, where you can download their entire album for free. It's Confetti Pancakes with a Z, no E. Good luck finding that. Of course. So there you go. Pancake? Uh, this song was publicly released today. And it's called Little Monsters. Hope you like it. Well, Ben, I liked it. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Confetti Pancakes, Little Monsters, Beyond. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a good one. I'll get there. Just say just, what's up everybody it's me Greg Miller testing testing hey why Do, don't we just why don't get your normal value into the mic hey you normally will.
2: why don't we just uh, say the review will be coming soon and not worry about this
3: okay
1: I'm not worried about it I just, I'd like to give one for
3: hola senorita okay. el vocal